to the Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. And as always, I, Kristen, am here with Zen. Hello. (laughs) That was very operatic. Hello, Zen. (laughs) Hello. Um, So if you listened in last week, you know that we actually got around to doing a Get to Know Your Host podcast for me, and it only took three years to get to that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. And uh, I joined the podcast nine months after it started. Wow. Okay. But it feels like you were here from the beginning still. Well, it was all. Yeah, yeah. It was still finding its sea legs i guess yeah i think that's what it was is like we were trying to find out where we were going and when you came on you were you you directed you you were part of the direction that we went so i was on the ship at that time yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's where you're steering well it went through the first year archives and i realized that you didn't get uh, getting to know your host podcast yeah yeah (laughs) yes okay Oh, no. I see where this is going. So, it's only fair that we turn the microscope, or should I say microphone, back to you. And we will learn a little bit about what makes you tick and why you like to travel so much. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to do it, but right after this short sponsor break. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Okay, our spotlight is now turned on Zen. Shield your eyes. I'm really looking forward to this because um, I feel like you are a wild card, Zen. <laughs> Why do you say that? I feel like you're full of surprises. Okay. So I'm looking forward to this. So um, a disclaimer, if you didn't hear last week's podcast, we actually stole this whole thing from a website called the Worldy Roamer Blog um, and their post, Worldy Roamer Blog, 50 plus travel questions. So it's actually the same ones that Zen posed to me last week. And if you like our podcast, be sure to check out the Worldly Roamer Blog. Um, you'd probably like them. So without further ado, Zen, are you ready for your questions? I suppose so. I don't even remember what they are. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, so I'll be kind of doing this cold again. (laughs) I don't remember what questions I answered last week. I don't remember what (laughs) what people learned, but that's perfect. They'll make them that much more authentic. Okay. Right. So here we go. Number one, what is the most memorable road trip that you've been on? Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, I used to be a clubber. I guess here's the wild card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A club well, is in a discotheque. Um, I used to go to dance clubs all the time with my friends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we and my friends used to always go to dance clubs all the time when I was young. Now this is very, very, very long time ago, and we used um, we had friends, and um, we would go on. Um, follow our favorite disc jockeys that we knew in person and so um we actually i forget i'm sorry I, I disc jockeys that's even like a throwback 
The yeah, only one yeah. that's getting more Ryan Seacrest and Elvis Duran. But well, uh, I remember helps- those- <laughs> Yeah. They would actually have two turntables and they would actually mix in the in the clubs, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And so we used to go follow one of our friends and we would just go um on road trips like like three or four hour road trips and um to other cities where they would be performing or in a contest, hang out there in the clubs with them and then um sometimes make it back. <laughs> okay. Just a few times. You know, and then um also, you know, I guess I expanding upon that, I used used to be I don't do they still have raves? Yeah. They do. Okay, you get, <laughs> you're not the target audience, so you don't get the uh, targeted ads on your phone, I bet. <laughs> See, that's I'm not sure if I would qualify that as a rave. So used to be in the day, raves were something where they would actually just find an old warehouse and just set up lights and bring in like all the well, equipment. That still happens. I mean, okay. obviously in like LA and New York, not so much in Orange County, but those yeah. exist still. They do. Okay, so we used to go to raves all the time, but it was in and to keep the. <laughs> this is a very interesting thing: is that in the day, I mean, this is borderline, not necessarily a road trip, but what we would you would do is like you get an invite. It's like someone you knew is like gets you an invite, you pass an invite, and then you would go somewhere. It's like you look at the address, and then you would drive somewhere, and then you would drive to the corner. And it's like there's nothing here, and there'd be someone standing on the corner. And that guy on the corner <laughs> would check you out to see if you were a cop. <laughs> and then if you if you didn't seem like a cop, they would give you another address to go to. Oh, snap. And then you would go to another address, and then you would be vetted a second time. And by the third time, you would actually make it to the true address. Wow, that is quite the operation. Yeah, and we used to go to. I've gone to raves in um, Italy. I've gone to DC and I, in Ohio, which, which is smaller, obviously. And so yeah. I've done a few over the years. In but I mean, this was in the nineties, or like in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, in the early mid nineties when they were kind of just something new. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So you made okay. a road trip out of these. Yeah, I mean, like. You know, weekend things, so. Okay. Was there one that stood out more than the other? Um, I mentioned it before in the podcast. I actually went to a rave um, on the coast of Italy. Oh, yeah, um, you did. On the beach. Yeah, with my mm-hmm. cousin. Yeah, so that was completely bizarre. Go look for that somewhere. I'll, you know, <laughs> we'll find somewhere in, a, somewhere in our podcast. But we ended up going in the middle of nowhere to find a beach with generators in the middle of nowhere with generators and lights and everything um and they had set up a um a rave on the beach um under the summer sky of uh, italy beautiful so maybe that kind of ties in do you have a dream road trip you would like to do now you know what this is what you've actually done is that my whole life i've never made it to um from coast to coast in the u.s by car yeah so, you know, the thing is I had an opportunity to do Ohio to um, California one time when I moved here to uh, California. Yeah. But I didn't do it. Oh, the, never the, <laughs> Yeah. The economics of it was, you know, it's like, okay, good, I could drive or I could fly and ship my car. 
And it turned out it was going to be much cheaper just to ship my car and fly. And it's like, ah, you know, economically, it's like, you know, so I, I just, I just flew. And, and the funny thing is to this day, the funny thing is I flew out here and I ended up living in my parents. My parents had moved out here and I lived with my parents for like three weeks and I didn't have a job. So I didn't have anything to do. I should have just driven across the United States. (laughs) The benefit of hindsight, huh? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I have to say the weirdest thing was I thought that driving coast to coast would make the country feel so big. It made it feel so small. Like I was like, I drove from one end to the other. Like I, I did. I just did that. Like what? Like, okay. I, I don't know. It was very weird. Um, but Which is the opposite of being on a plane leaving Texas because you feel like you never leave a tech leave Texas when you're yeah. on a plane. Yeah, I would say like a third of the whole trip was just Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Texas is huge. It's amazing. It is. So, uh, speaking of road trips, so maybe on this dream road trip that you're planning, uh, what snacks do you love to bring? Um, you have to have beef jerky. Oh yeah, good call. And and there's. Oh my God, I forget what they're called. And you find them in Texas too. Um, they're meat buns. They're like a Polish meat bun. Huh. Are they like things in a blanket? <laughs> no, no. They're like kind of little round, um, little round buns. And I forget. Kaloshkas? I have no idea. This, you can, you, they're, they're very common in Texas. Kaloshes, I think. It sounds like uh, galoshes, like the sandals. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's called a kalosh. K-O-L-O-S-H. And what it is, it's, it's like a meat bun. Or it's like a pasty. A British okay, pasty. Okay. okay. And, they're, and they're like kind of the ultimate road food because when you eat it, it doesn't put crumbs all Like if you ever eat in taco, it's like there's always lettuce and everything everywhere. Kaloshes are very neat to eat in a car. Okay, yeah. I, I see that. I see the appeal. Yeah, K-O-L-A-C-H-E. It's the ultimate road food. I think it was even voted as the best road food on a car blog I read once. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, nice. Look at that. Blogs, helping people out since the internet was invented. <laughs> <laughs> so are you planning a road trip this year at all? Anything in the no. works? No. Too busy. Yeah. And it's already June, the end of June. We're already halfway through the year. So who has time? Yeah. I mean, if we do anything, we'll just end up in San Diego, you know, nothing, but not a real road trip. I would love to go to um, Joshua Tree, but Uh, yeah, Joshua Tree or um, maybe North, but Yosemite, but I don't think we're going to have time. Okay. Fair enough. Um, name a touristy place or a tourist attraction you've been to that is worth visiting. That's worth visiting. It is worth visiting, yes. Even though I, you know what, the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's what what's the Eiffel Tower? It's somewhere to go to see something, yet. It's so wonderful and so iconic and so French that it's totally worth going to and getting up in there and feeling like you've seen one of the wonders of the world. Mm, Yes, that's a beautiful way to put it. So then what's a touristy place that's not worth visiting? Mm, (laughs) I wasn't a big fan of Times Square. Interesting. 
Dang, really? You like Times Square? I know you lived there. I mean, once I, this sounds so ridiculous, but it's true. Like once I lived there, it was like, I don't ever want to go near it because it's just full of tourists and it slows you down and it's just whatever. But it was still Times Square. And I still remember the sense of awe of being there for the first time. And I actually loved going there super, super late at night. I'm talking like two in the morning when it would be empty because they made it like all pedestrian promenade and they put in these huge bleachers of stairs that would light up. And when it was totally empty, it was so fun to sit on those stairs and just hang out and like look at all the lights and and the buildings and everything and just be in Times Square. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you know, it's funny because I guess, you know, like I think Piccadilly Square is the equivalent of Times Square. But I like Piccadilly Square because I guess it's there's a lot of things like little stores and shops that are very uniquely British. When I guess Times Square's felt a lot like it's there specifically to take your money because you're a tourist. What annoys me is like they put in these horrible chain restaurants and stores in Times Square, right? There's like a Forever 21. There's a Bubba Gum. And it's like people have to be like, oh, we we shop at the Forever 21 Times Square. And I'm like, no one cares about that. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's the same. It, to me, it's just the presence and being in like what feels like the nexus of the universe. Yeah. But I still, yeah, I mean, to each their own. I can understand that perspective for sure. Yep. So I, that's what I love about this is learning people's impressions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not no right or wrong. It's just your impressions, right? So right. So if your team's in, you avoid Times Square. If your team, Kristen, you'll visit Times Square. Go to Piccadilly Circus, but yes. yeah. Yes. Okay. So what is the best thing that you've brought back from your travels? Okay. I mean, I've brought back tons mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. But I think the thing that I've brought back two things that just because they're kind of obscene um, (laughs) (laughs) one is I was like in uh, Taiwan and I was I forget the city uh, that uh, I forget the city outside of Taipei right off the top of my head but it's in the mountains it's 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 kind of an abandoned gold uh, mining city but now it's kind of a tourist place interesting Um, yeah, and it's it's absolutely beautiful up there. But there was this one little shop that sold these little hollow um, hollow ceramic figures. And they're about t- three inches tall, cartoon dog, with a pee-pee. Ah. Now, see every day? No, exactly. <laughs> and this guy who was selling it was so enthusiastic. And it was like, what's going on? So... He started pouring hot water on top of this little ceramic dog. It's like, okay. Like boiling water out of a kettle. Then he picks up the dog and sticks it in cool water. And like, okay. So it went from hot water to the cold water. To the cold water, right. Okay. Then he removes the dog from the cold water, puts it on the onto a little plate, and starts pouring the hot water onto the dog again. And Thank the you. dog starts to pee. Uh... <laughs> and I'm like... Uh-huh. Sold. <laughs> Sold. You would be. That's so, hilarious. So 
that's one of my favorite things. And especially when someone sees it and you show it to them, they're like, oh, God, Zen. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Love it. Okay. Um, can you name a strange or unusual tourist attraction where you live? I'm going to... I'm going to pass on that one. I'll come back if I can think of one. All right. Fair enough. Um, name a travel-related film or TV show that you enjoy. Um, Travel-related to... Oh, that, that, Anthony, anything by any old episode of Anthony Bourdain. Uh, what was his show called? Was it just Anthony? Oh, he had several of them. Oh, was, did he? Okay. Shows what yeah. Just he, like, um, no reservations... Okay. He had, um, I mean, because he actually worked for the Travel Channel. I think he worked for the Food Channel, and I think he worked for CNN. And each one of um, each one of his shows were named something different, okay. but with the same format. Beautiful. Okay, uh, I concur. Let's see. If traveling was back to normal, where would you go? <laughs> Um, I think I would Asia or Italy. Well, Asia is pretty big. Do you have somewhere specific? Okay. Um, I would love to take, uh, my daughter back to Taiwan because the last time she was there, she was five and she's already forgetting about Taiwan. Um, the other place I would like to go to specifically before it changes too much is I would like to go see Hong Kong. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Hong Kong is rapidly changing because, you know, they're, they were given almost like repatriated back to China. And so Hong Kong has become different, everything I can tell. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think they're at this, you know, where they're going to be more homogenous with China um, in the near future. So the thing is that it'd be nice to see Hong Kong. And also what's crazy, you have you seen that? Um, not This was kind of like small news is that they are famous for that restaurant that floats on the bay. There's oh, yeah. It sunk last week. The damn thing sunk. Holy crap. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, no one heard about that. I guess they, they were it closed or they're, they're kind of trying to figure out what to do It closed or whatever. And they were just kind of moving it from one area to another to trying to figure out when they're going to reopen or what they're going to do. And when they were moving it, the damn thing either got caught by wind or cap, but it capsized and it completely sunk. Wow. So, um, well, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. I missed that one. Okay. Darn. I'm sad I missed that too. Well, what is your favorite hotel brand or chain to stay at? Uh, I just because I've been with them so long, it would be. It used to be the Starwood, which got mm-hmm. merged with Marriott, so now the it would be the Marriott Bonvoy, right? I'm sorry, Bonvoy. Bonvoy yes, yeah, they became Bonvoy, but I remember, yeah, it was Starwood. Yeah, it used to be. Well, Starwood was, uh, you know, but Marriott and Starwood, the Bonvoy merged together and then it became Bonvoy. But which is actually in some ways is 
even better because now I have opportunity to go to a lot. There's a lot more hotels available, but the perks yeah. aren't as good as it used to be. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Like, don't they have more power now, but they maybe have less? <laughs> yeah. So. Whatever. Okay. So what are you doing this weekend? Uh, chasing after a 12 year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? That was question number 12. That was so apropos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where did you go on your last trip? Um, that wasn't like DC or I mean, like, I th no, no, we Washington, DC. When was that? Do you remember? Gee, that was before 2000 uh, winter, 2019. Okay. Yeah. Just made it. Just made it. Just in. Made it. Winter 2019. Yeah. Okay. It was cold. Um, this is kind of a weird question, but what holiday is only celebrated in your country? Um, Super Bowl. Ooh, good one. That's true. Yes. It's also a religion, if you didn't know. <laughs> yes, you're American. That's the uh, fifth largest religious group. <laughs> It is on a Sunday, right? Yes, it is. People pull up the videos while they're in church. So basically it's the same thing. Uh, name a dish or dessert you keep dreaming about after having it in your travels. There is something called a pepper meat bun, which once again is kind of like a British pasty, which is a special Taiwanese We'll call it a Taiwanese pasty, and you it's a street food. And they're built in essentially a clay oven that's very similar to what they make. Um, what's the Indian bread they make? Um, naan? Naan, yeah. So, okay. you know, like if you've ever seen one of those ovens, it's almost like a one to two foot test tube of, uh, of ceramic that's being fired from the edges. And they actually put the naan on the sides of the test tube and hmm. this bread is actually the same way as they make these buns and they actually slap them onto the side so they're almost like you know i don't know like a big mole on the side and then they actually break them off they cook them that way and then they break them off when they're serving them huh. so yeah pepper bun from taiwan sounds good to me uh what is the most incredible natural phenomenon that you have witnessed that would be watching um, falling stars hmm. in Italy. That's beautiful. So in Italy, autumn is falling star season. Huh. And if you look up into the sky and you just wait, it feels like three or four minutes you will see almost guaranteed see a falling no more than 10 minutes like every 10 minutes you'll see a falling star for some reason in august in italy wow and do you think it, it has to do with less light pollution i actually don't know you know um i actually don't know but um to add to it i might have mentioned this before is that if they have operas in italy duh but <laughs> They have operas in the Roman bathhouses oh, wow. during the summer at night. 
So you can actually watch an opera in the Italian stars in the evening and watch Falling Stars while you're watching an Italian opera outdoors. Wow. And that is something I highly suggest if you have an opportunity. But no one goes to Italy in in August because it's so freaking hot. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a reason to go, especially if prices are low during that time. Yeah, it is. But it's hot as heck. And and the other part is Italy is kind of like the vacation month. And so a lot of things are no one's around. So sometimes it's kind of like if you want a pizza or whatever, Um, lots of shops kind of can be closed. That's hilarious, but understandable. Um, what is the most dangerous or adventurous thing you've done in your travels? Unmarried. Oh, okay. Is that, was it dangerous or adventurous? Oh, no, but okay. Um, more seriously, I have splunked. Oh, okay. Splunking for a vacation. Okay. And white war rafting. Nice. So um, those were, I would say, fairly dangerous. Yeah, yeah. White water rafting can be deadly. Oh, I used to like. I used to. Um, I used to ride motorcycles. So um, I used to ride motorcycles <laughs> and travel. Like I um, used to almost exclusively ride a motorcycle for like three or four years. Wow. And um, I would just pack my bags, throw everything into like two. It's essentially something like two large um one backpack and two large shoebox size bags that would strap saddle bags that would fit on the back of my motorcycle and just kind of take off and go somewhere or you know i lived in a different city than my um girlfriend at the time and just go you know ride 100 miles just to go um hang out with my girlfriend and who is my wife by the way <laughs> um on my motorcycle so and that wow. was a lot of fun. Beautiful. Both dangerous and adventurous. <laughs> yes. Going to see a girlfriend on a... Yeah, so. <laughs> um, what is your favorite website or app for travel? Mm. Tra- uh, Tripmasters. Oh, I don't even think I've heard of that. Um. I booked a trip. So I've, um, oh, you know what? I'll either say Tripmasters or Viator. Okay. Okay. So if Tripmasters is a, it's kind of like if you want to build your own budget vacation and you want to go to Italy, let's say three, it's really hard unless you have like a travel agent to book book multiple cities in multiple countries. Mm -hmm. Tripmaster is a great one to work with to help you book multiple countries and multiple cities and get the transportation between all of them and a hotel. And then you can add, I mean, you can make it as big or as small as you want. Choose like little local hotels, which are a lot. I I like to stay in little local local hotels, even though you can get larger hotels, Mm -hmm. but it's just a really easy way to do it by yourself without, without involving an agent. And you can even purchase stuff like, you know, your rail passes, you can purchase things like when you're actually there, it's like, oh, you want to go on a tour? You purchase a tour through there. So Trip Masters is kind of fun. And then Viator, I found out 
Um, I liked Viator is like no matter what city you're in the world, if you go to Viator and you're looking trying to book a tour, it's easier to book it through Viator and sometimes can be cheaper than booking. So like the thing is you walk up to the place, it's like, oh, this is a hundred dollar something or another. Just go online, book it through Viator and you can get it for cheaper. Or it also all, you know, and everyone I've, every tour I've ever had through Viator has been fantastic. And they do all sorts of weird things. Like when I was in Japan, I, I mentioned before, I'm a big Ghibli fan and they have one small tour that specifically helps people navigate out of Tokyo and to go to the studio Ghibli. And they have a tour guide who talks about, um, the, the museum. Beautiful. Good job. I like it. I hadn't heard about it before. So thank you for that resource. Um, awesome. If you won a trip to go anywhere, where would you go? Because it's on someone else's money. I, I think yep. I would want to try Dubai. Dubai? So you said? Yeah. It seems yeah. Dubai would be very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I'm on someone else's money, that, that would be the way to go. Yeah, and I think they have a lot of, like, good opportunities for spending the money, too. It's not like you're right. somewhere where there's nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's why you need to win it. You know what I mean? Because then yes. you just go do it in style. You know, it's like, who wants, I mean, I love Washington, D.C., but win a trip to D.C. and do <laughs> yeah. it in style. Yeah. But if I'm, like, some fancy pants in uh, Dubai for a week, that'd be cool. Yeah. Your life's different that way. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Um, what is your favorite place to go in the city you currently live? I remember struggling with this question. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, um, we live in Irvine. You can so make it the, to, you know, Orange County if you want. Orange County. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make. Laguna, I think we had to go. I think I you mentioned Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach is Probably. one of my favorite places to go when I actually have time. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite favorite place in Orange County. I mean, there's so much. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm going to call ocean. Just any po- we're near the ocean. Okay. We're near the ocean. Yep. Um, where did you go on your first international trip? Uh, Taipei, Taiwan. Nice. Uh, I was nine months. You were, you were nine months? I was nine months old. Wow. Impressive. Like Ohio to Taiwan? Yeah. So the story was, I was, uh, the first, (laughs) first grandchild boy. Ah, okay. And, um, my my grandfather was so excited that he bought a ticket for me and my mom to come see him. He just just wanted to see his first grandchild. He was a great guy. (laughs) I, your mother is brave for taking you. I, I get anxiety even from California and from Ohio. That's even further. Well, here's the funny thing is, and used to be, so I only I don't remember this obviously, but I was told he bought us two first class tickets. Wow. And you know what? I think traveling was probably better back then than it is right, now. Right, right. And also when, you know, in the sixth this was would be nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. 
you know, back then it was kind of like that was not cheap, you know, but he yeah. wanted to see his grandchild and he wanted his grand, you know, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do we got next? Well, I guess this where is do kind we of go? Happy. Yeah, where did where, your family take you for vacation when you were a child? So I was an Ohioan. We went to the East Coast a lot. Okay, sure. Toronto and the East Coast. So we would go to Toronto, but we ended up in Washington D.C. and um, uh, all all sorts of places up and down the coast. And the reason why it was my and this is. This does kind of tell tell you a little bit about me, because my family, I'm first gen, so I was born here. Mm-hmm. This is not our native native country, and my parents wanted me to understand what makes this country so amazing. Mm-hmm. And so we went to all the historical sites and all the battle yard, you know, you know the battlefields. And so I learned about the history of the United States by spending time on the East Coast, um, yeah. learning about this country. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, it, they were always educational trips with my parents. That's beautiful. I love it. Um, what is your favorite body of water? Uh, I would say, yeah, it had to be Pacific. Okay. The Atlantic is not. I don't like the Atlantic. Oh, how sad for the Atlantic. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know. I never cared for East Coast beaches. The, I like the West Coast. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, between California and Hawaii, right? You know, those are awesome bodies of water. And then I've liked, I spent, did, anyways, Asia, you know, the beaches there are great. So I'll, I'll go Pacific. Okay. Um, in what place have you seen the best night sky? I'm assuming you've already Italy. answered this. Yeah, yeah. done. Done. What is your favorite beach? I'm like you, um, but I don't do beaches. However, if I had to choose two, I would say Thousand Step Beach in, um, inappropriately named Thousand Step Beach in yeah. Laguna, California. I hear it's only 300 and change. Yeah. And also, have you been there? I have not, but there's always a, a thousand step beach somewhere. There's one in Santa Barbara that is also not a thousand steps, but I've been there. <laughs> so what was thousand step beach used to be really well known by the locals. And what's nice about it is that, well, used to be really nice about it was that um, not too many people knew about it. So it was a quiet beach. And also since there was like 400 steps to go up and down, lots of people didn't like to take the trek. However, like about five or six years ago, some blogger or someone kind of announced it or like YouTuber. And so I heard it's kind of flooded now. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, that happens. Yeah. But also um, the peninsula on Balboa, um, Balboa Peninsula in Newport Beach is amazing, too. Yeah, it is. Good call. Beautiful. Okay. Um, Where is the most memorable trip that you've been on so far? I would say Japan. Yeah, Japan's always memorable. <laughs> you know, it. It, it's just, you know, like when you go to Europe, you just, it feels like um, not, it still feels a little bit familiar because it's a Western civilization. When you go to mm-hmm. Japan, it, it's kind of like you're going, the cars are on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. You know, you've never seen any of these cars. Um, 
There's Asians everywhere. They don't look <laughs> like Americans. You know, it's just like it's so so different there and amazing. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like being a Westerner going east feels so much more like foreign. And yeah. I'm and and I, like I'm a first gen. So the thing is like I, when I go to Japan, you know, it, it's something completely different. Even yeah. when you go to Hong Kong, so many people speak English. So it's not not as foreign. Mm hmm. You know, if, if you're you, you might mistake it for being in a Chinatown or somewhere in the United States. But mm -hmm. when you're in Japan, it's like, no, there's no doubt you're you're somewhere different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and their culture is so different, too. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I'm such a sucker for Japanese culture. Me, too. Yeah. Me, too. We got that in common. What is your favorite travel accessory or gadget? Cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. That I counts. mean, because it's everything, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. If I had to choose a second one, I don't know. I mean, there's my my my. I think we talked. I think it's the char the multi port charger too. Yeah, you got just me. Because, I mean, when yeah, but once you get the multi port, because like I used to have a charger. You know, like you bring ten things, you had to have ten chargers. Now it's like two multi port chargers, and you're done. Yeah. So, yeah, they're evolving. Uh, what is your drink of choice on an airplane? Ginger ale or um, uh, Bloody Mary mix, but no, no vodka. Uh, okay, yeah, it is. I love huh? the uh, I love the savoriness of like the yeah. Bloody Mary mix. I, I, you know, and you also can feel feel your blood pressure going up because of all the salt <laughs> the damn thing has. But man, it's so good. Yes, I agree. Uh, what is the strangest or most interesting thing you've eaten in your travels? Um, sea urchins? Oh, you are brave. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've, I mean, I guess, you know, I've eaten escargot in France. I've eaten mm -hmm. sea urchins. I've eaten stinky tofu. Ever have that stuff? I don't think so. <laughs> um, it's 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 actually fermented tofu, and it smells like the devil's armpit. And <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> that that may be actually a little generous, but it smells like the devil's armpit. And when you eat it, it doesn't smell. It doesn't taste like it smells, but. Mm -hmm. It, it, it's nothing special. I don't find it special. So it's like, why go through the smell to eat something that's kind of like meat, kind of blah. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, what has travel taught you? That I love where I live even more. Oh, I'm the opposite. I'm always like, I hate coming back here. Really? <laughs> yes, I know. I'm so something ungrateful. I I mean I love traveling. I love traveling. I love going around the world. But I tell you what, um, I just you know southern people coming from when you go around the world and they go, where are you from? And you go, oh, um, I'm from California. And they all like, oh, California. And we forget that a lot you know California to a lot of the world is the place to be in the world. <laughs> to them. It, it's kind of like Paris, and I just love the weather here, and 
I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm in the minority for sure with my opinion. Just expensive here. There's a lot of negative things too, but everywhere, there's nowhere perfect. Um, what is your favorite travel quote? No matter where you go, there you are. Oh, yes. Very Do you know true. what that's from? I mean, isn't that like a famous quote from someone? It's from, Buck- it's from Buckaroo Bonsai. Is it really? <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's, it's, a, it's an old movie from like late 80s, 90s with, uh, um, oh God, there's a whole, the guy who played RoboCop, it's got um, the scientist, um, the, the scientist Jeff Goldblum's in it. G- oh, I love him. Yeah, I mean, it, there's all sorts of like real Ellen Barkin is in there, and there's a lot wow. of famous people in there. And it was like almost like a comic book superhero movie in a weird, weird way. Huh. Well, color me surprised. Uh, name a place you feel has been affected by over tourism. Any national park. Oh. I haven't visited a lot of national parks in my life, so that makes me really sad to hear. You used to be able to go into a national park and you feel like no one was there. I think people have realized, hey, national parks, these are awesome. It's like, son of a gun. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, Where is the best hike you've ever done? I'm not a hiker. Are you a hiker? (laughs) No. Um, Nope, not at all. I don't, yeah, any city hike. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, Do those even exist, by the way? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Where have you seen the best sunset? Newport Beach. Wait, is it Newport Beach? Let me think. Newport Beach Pier? There's a bunch of piers in Southern California, and I can't, I would say it would be the Newport Beach Pier. But, you know, Huntington Beach Pier is amazing. Um, there's a bunch of piers, but like every go down, walk out in the middle, like, you know, as the sun's going down and just hang out on the pier. Those are my favorite sunsets in California. Mm, yeah. On the beach, but specifically actually on the pier watching the sun kind of melt into the ocean the pacific ocean (laughs) (laughs) yes specifically yeah where is the most environmentally conscious place you visited irvine california (laughs) (laughs) really i think there's got to be some other places that beat it but these are your answers well (laughs) i mean environmentally conscious i mean I don't know. But, I mean, strangely enough, you, you know, Irvine, California is extremely, like, into solar. Um, you know, we recycle our water a lot. Have you have you heard of um, Irvine Purple? No. So, right now, there's, like, a, um, a water shortage in California. But if you're in specifically um, the Irvine and around Irvine, you can water all your lawns that all you, all you want. And it's because we recycle so much of our water... Um, they use all the all the greens and whatever, um, like in parks, are actually using recycled water, and it never was drinking water. And we only import under eighteen percent of our water. And we're also mm-hmm. going to be going in October to a full our 
our electric company will be changing from SoCal Edison to um, OCPA, and we will be instantly put into a full renewable energy for our electricity starting October. Oh, didn't know so, that. Okay. Yeah. So I and then um, the University of California, Irvine um, has the um, is considered, if not right now, the number one environmentally um, conscious school in the nation. Um, it's always in the top five. Um, it is. And the other the most important part is it feels invisible. All these things are happening here in Irvine, California, but it feels like it, you don't feel a change. Your electricity mm -hmm. comes out and there's water. You, you're not, there's no sacrifice, but it's just done because it's part of what we do. Right. I feel you. Okay. Okay. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? If it wasn't here? <laughs> it could be here. Well, I mean, let's just choose something that's not here just okay. because we know that's the answer. I think <laughs> I'd like to live in Japan. Yeah. Japan or Paris? Okay. Japan or France or Japan? I'm not sure which one of the two. They are quite different, but I see the appeal of both. Yeah, but they're so, you know, if they were like New Zealand and England, is like, well, you know, they all speak English, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's say New Zealand and Australia. It's like, okay, you know, but these are complete opposites and they're attractive for different reasons. So, yeah. Um, why do you travel? Um, because I want to see something that I haven't seen and learn something new. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you might have answered this. What tour company have you used in your travels? I use Viator to help me find tours, but actually mm -hmm. Viator will work with the, like if you use Viator to buy tickets, they work with um, local travel agencies. Okay. So, so the thing is when you actually go to Japan, it's a different travel agency. When you go to Italy, it's a different travel agency, but Viator is actually an aggregator of all these different travel agencies and you usually can get a little bit better price. Oh, okay. Good to know. What is your favorite airline? Uh, favorite airline is... Um, not United, right? <laughs> not United. Uh, the, I think my the ones I had really favorable with Singapore Airlines, but I ha don't travel on them very frequently. I've had very good experiences, inexpensive too, is Eva Airlines, but they mostly deal with Asia, like yeah. Taiwan and Japan. They're Taiwanese, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, they're Taiwanese. Actually, they started out as a cargo carrier is my understanding. Um, <laughs> but those are the two ones that I like, but I don't really get a chance to fly on them much. Okay. Um, where were you born and where did you grow up? Born in Ohio, grew up in Ohio. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Where do you wish you were right now? Um, I don't know. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I like where I'm at right now. Good. Um, what is your favorite city for architecture? 
Ooh. That's a good one, huh? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say either Paris, wait, Paris or Tokyo. Look at that. And the two places you'd want to live. Yeah. And and the reason why is when you go to Taiwan, I mean, when you go to Tokyo, you have lots of old and you have lots of new. And when you have, when you're in, um, when you're in, uh, same thing with Italy. I mean, same thing with Paris. I like the, this kind of amalgam of these really, really, really modern buildings combined with old buildings that have been there for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So mm-hmm. I just like the wide variety of architecture. Yeah, I'm the same. It's nice to have a little, like the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something um, with heritage and something new, right? Yes, yes, exactly. What is your favorite city for food? Um, first choice, uh, I would say Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Um, the only reason, okay, Southern, how about if I go Southern, can I, can I choose all of Southern California? Is there, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Well, it says city, but okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say Southern California because Southern California, you can get everything. You want good Japanese or amazing Japanese, you could get amazing Japanese. If you want amazing yeah. French, you get amazing French. If you want Ethiopian food, which you've, if you haven't tried, amazing Ethiopian food. I know. have had Ethiopian food, but I think it was in San Diego. Really? There's some places yeah. in Orange County too. And then there's um, little Ethiopia in Los Angeles. Ooh, I haven't even been there. Yeah, there's a little it's it's the food is so good there. So you had to go there. So just Southern Cali and then also um San Diego Mexican food. It's it's kind of funny because even from Orange County down to San Diego, when you're when you're in San Diego, even the little tiny places, the food is borderline becoming cuisine. You know, in Orange County it's like it's just it's good, but it's not that level. But so I like the Mexican food. So yeah, nice. Yep, you got everything there. What do you do for exercise when you travel? Absolutely nothing except walk for something like ten to fifteen miles a day when running around. Yeah, places. yeah. You get your exercise just traveling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what camera equipment do you bring with you when you travel? I always have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I usually have a digital camera, a very small digital, I think it's called an RX100, Sony RX100. And then I usually have one small um, uh, action or like, I forget what they're called now, like a GoPro kind of action cam or something like that. I forget okay. what the category is called. I so I always have three of those things together. I always have three of those phone phone takes a lot of the pictures but like every once in a while you're somewhere and i want to take a picture oh here's a 
oh, look at this beautiful park. I want to make a really nice, clean, super clear picture of my daughter next to this lake that I can print up. That's when the digital camera comes out. And then I always have the video camera kind of like on capturing random stuff. So I like it. Okay. Um, in how many cities have you lived? Holy smokes. One, two, three. I don't know. Four. <laughs> um, five. five or six okay like five or six not too many yeah not too many um how long was your longest trip uh probably only a month okay that's still pretty long yeah it was when i was a kid you know when i was a kid we lived in taiwan for like a month oh okay nice and what is your favorite airport that you've traveled through? I think the same one that you mentioned is Hong Kong Airport. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Oh. I can't remember if it's Narita or Hanada in Japan. Narita is the good one. Yeah, just um, Narita is mm-hmm. big, but it's far away. But they yeah. have all the the gotchaman <laughs> The gotchas. The gotchas and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, can, yeah. There's all sorts of like stores and all sorts of random crap. So I kinda like that one too, just because there's so many things to to kill time there while you're actually out there. So Yeah. That's what makes a good airport, right? Yeah, it's something you can look around and buy lots of random stuff. Yeah. Uh who is your favorite travel companion? Two of them, wife and daughter. Perfect. And that's all you need. Yeah. And last but not least, but definitely the best, beer, wine, or liquor? Whiskey, which is liquor. <laughs> okay, so liquor. Yeah. Noise. Do you like, hold on, is all whiskey scotch or not all scotch? Yeah. Is- <laughs> all scotch is whiskey. Okay, yes. Like bourbon is a whiskey. Right, right. Okay, yes. Bourbon's a whiskey, a scotch is a whiskey, an Irish whiskey is a whiskey. So do you have all... a whiskey? That's... I'm sorry? Do you have a favorite whiskey? That's what I'm getting at. If I had to drink only my favorite whiskey right now would be Hibiki um, out of Japan. Okay. Um, but a good drinking um, whiskey, if like it's not, you can go anywhere and get it, is uh, Johnny Walker Black. But that's a blend. Well, actually, oh. Hibiki is a blend. I drink a Hibiki blend too. So, okay, you. I can't me. afford the single malt <laughs> stuff. Okay, perfect. Well, I certainly learned a lot about you, you wild card. You <laughs> never know about your raving past. <laughs> I didn't tell you that. I tried not <laughs> to tell anyone. <laughs> oh, I can't even know. Well, now the world knows. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that was our last question. So I think that <laughs> we learned that um, we can travel Yeah, we could probably travel together. Yeah. I mean, we both want to go to Paris and Japan over and over again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And we bring our spouses and better halves, you know. So perfect. Yeah, and our daughters. Even though your daughter would have to babysit my daughter, <laughs> she would probably love it too. Okay, perfect. See, we'd get along swimmingly. Exactly.
Beautiful. Well, for now, thank you for tuning in again. Do you want more? Then check us out on Facebook or Instagram social media pages where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And last of all, before we leave, we want to give you a, a give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. And thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.